Yes, Honest Actors is back with brand new episodes every Friday. To help me continue releasing new episodes without a sponsor, or to say thanks for your favourite old ones, click the support link in the episode description. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. It's a one-off, feeling generous, good deed for the day sort of thing. Think of it as bumping into me and buying me a drink. To find out more, click the support link. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, mine's a large red. I hate those guys. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Is that you, Santa Claus? Hi, my name's Jonathan Harden, and you're listening to In Anything at the Minute, which, it just so happens, according to iTunes, is the UK's number one podcast for actors. So thank you to everybody who's been listening. Thank you to all those who've been spreading the word, both in social media and elsewhere. We're on Twitter at Honest Actors, on Facebook.com forward slash Honest Actors, and if you're on the website, www.inanything.com, but you knew that, didn't you? If you're on the website, it's really easy to share the content on there, the blogs and everything else, just by using the share icons down the left-hand side. So please continue to spread the word and help us stay at number one. Thanks for everything so far. Here is episode number eight, Jessica Rain. Uh, first of all, thanks very much for doing it. You're very welcome. I'm looking forward to it. Well, don't say that. Mm. <laughs> so first off, easy start. Uh, I say that, could be really difficult. How did you get into acting at first? Um, I think what did happened? My very first thing I did was um, a play when I was about 13. I did Bogsy Malone at my uh, secondary school. Um, and before that, my mum and dad were quite involved in the pantomime uh, in the village that we grew up in. Um, and as performers, or, or well, my mum uh, was trained as a trained as a dancer, and she'd often choreograph um, shows. And my dad was in it quite a lot. And then he moved to do the lighting, and I really enjoyed that world. But I also was massively shy and um, terrible. I'm sure, as a kid, because I just... My first instinct was to not look at the audience, <laughs> you know, to yeah. not not let them see me. So that Always was, turn your back yeah, on the I was like, No, I don't want them to look at me. Um, so that was, you know, not an instinct that you'd necessarily put with what I do right now as a profession. <laughs> but um, the, yeah, the play at school was really important because I, I don't think anyone would have thought I'd have got the part of Tallulah, which is a really cool part, and um, and I loved it. And I also really remember first stepping on stage and my heart beating so fast and thinking, don't mess this up and also get this over with as fast as humanly possible. And then when it, I'd done it, I just wanted to get back on stage again. 
And I was like, that's weird, because I just wanted to get off stage when I was on stage. So it was a really weird feeling that um, was really exciting. And 13 is an interesting age to get involved in something like that if you're very self-conscious, because surely it's the most self-conscious of ages. Yeah. It's that kind of, you know, you, you never feel more self-conscious than you yeah. in your early teens. After that, nothing happened for years, like nothing. I didn't really do much at all. So th- Again, lack of opportunity? Yeah, or there's lack no, of we didn't do drama at our school. Um, and uh, there was just nothing. And also, it, uh, it wasn't a kind of, I don't know what it's like now, but it wasn't a place where I felt hugely encouraged to develop that side of things. I definitely inwardly felt a creative need to do it. But because there wasn't really anything, um, I didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't think it was a realistic thing to particularly pursue, so I didn't. Um, And where I grew up at that time, there was not much going on. I think it's changed a bit now, but there certainly wasn't. And and were you creative in other ways then? Did you do art or music? I read and read and read. And I think that was a huge influence on deciding what I do now, because... Ultimately, reading is about dipping into dozens of different worlds, and that really appealed to me. So I would just disappear into a book days at a time. Um, And then, oddly enough, at 13, I started feeling a little bit bored, and that's when other stuff started. So then, what age were you whenever it became a possibility again, when... Uh, opportunities began to arise once more? Well, I left that school and went to a sixth form college, Hereford Sixth Form College, and did theatre studies. And that was the kind of eureka moment because we had a very, very good teacher called... Oh, my gosh, I shouldn't call him this one. But he was brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if he still does it. But he was so clever uh, in the way he taught his classes. He taught a huge amount of discipline he was terrifying. If you were a minute late, you couldn't come in. Um, and, you know, in the profession that we're in now, you've got to be there for beginners. You've got, otherwise, the whole thing's going to fall apart. So I understand what he was doing now. But he made me understand theatre, um, not just in a, oh, I want to get up stage and, and act. He made me understand theatre as the most incredible art form where you can tell stories that need to be told in a hundred different ways and uh, and politically as well I was massively interested he really he did he was amazing yeah um, and so at that point is it a real professional possibility is it something that you think oh this could be a job and if so is it something you told your parents about at that stage or did they how did they feel about it I'm confused with my own memory of this because I think I went to university after sixth form college and I think if I, I think if any of my friends, if I'd said to any of my friends I want to be an actor, I don't think I'd said that to anyone and I think they'd probably have been surprised. I feel like I kept it to myself for a really long time. Everyone knew I was quite into the theatre but to actually want to be an actress... I don't think I ever said it out loud. And then auditioning for drama school was pretty traumatic because it got just flat out rejected um, from every every single one the first round. At least you're consistent. Yes, I was. <laughs> Not even a recall. I was like, what? <laughs> so what happens then? Do you go back a year after or do you just kind of uh, 
go in yeah, the Yeah, I did go back a year after, but I made sure I, um, instead of moving to London, because it was so expensive, I, I saved up some money and then I went off travelling for a bit um, on my own as well, which was really important, and really got some backbone because that was hard and um, made me realise that I could totally survive on my own. So that was really good. Um, and then came back, tried again, got rejected everywhere, and the very last place I auditioned for was RADA. And um, it was it was such an impossibility to me. I was like, this is a joke, this is absolutely, this is not going to work. And I kind of really relaxed. It was almost, it was ridiculous to me that I was in a room going, yeah, I've been rejected from everywhere. This is my monologue. <laughs> and um, and it, I did my monologue well, I remember. And um, and then they sat me down and started talking to me. I felt myself sort of clam up and I felt the panel go, uh, okay, get up and do your other monologue. And I was like, okay. And then they sat me down again and I was not very good at the chat. Um, and then they were like, okay, okay, clearly despairing, going, um, what do you like to do other than acting? You know. And I started talking about books and I just went off on one and completely relaxed and was really passionate about it because... I am, and, um, and suddenly, like the real person came out, rather than going, "What do you want? Please take me on," you know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they took you on. They did after four rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So you three years at Rada, um, and then you come out, and do you feel prepared for the industry after three years? Do you feel like you're ready to leave? Yeah, I was chomping at the bit to work. I really was. <clears throat> um, uh, and I. I felt the atmosphere change in the third year as well to being going a little, little nuts, yeah. <laughs> as it naturally would. But I felt really, really old to be starting in the industry because I went, I went. You were all of what at this age? What? Um, what I've been twenty-six. <sighs> Ancient. I know, but in my head, I was like, well, people in the industry have been doing this since they were sixteen, probably, and oh my god, you know. I felt so ready and prepared and not fearless, because, but, you know, with, with the excitement of being in the industry, I was like, go, 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 let's do this. So I was kind of on a roll. Did you feel like you were, I mean, this isn't to say that you felt you were better than your peers, but did you feel like you were doing better than your peers? And was there any guilt associated with that or was there any kind of, I mean, looking around at the same people coming out of the same year from the same school, um, was there kind of, do you feel people were looking at you thinking, how come she's getting to work? They're probably, I think it's really natural. I think if you try and gloss over that, that's not honest. Um, I definitely felt a bit of guilt. I also feel like I downplay everything. And I think I always have, and I think I always will. So I never believe hype. Um, I'm quite one day at a time sort of person. Uh, but there was, I definitely, there were people in my year who were incredible, incredible actors and actresses who you spent three years with. And uh, they just didn't work. And I, I still don't understand it. And that's quite humbling. And. I think the minute you start thinking, I'm amazing, I'm working, I think it's just a, a huge amount of serendipity. You work your butt off, don't get me wrong, but things are aligned sometimes in a way that doesn't always make sense. So, you know, there are actors that were phenomenal that never worked, and I definitely felt guilt. 
um, maybe guilt's the wrong word, just a little shy of it maybe. Because maybe people in my year, I've got no idea you'd have to ask them, but maybe they were like, why is she, why has she gone off to this flying stuff? Well, we did ask them, and uh, I've got their answers. Get <laughs> <laughs> uh, So we're going to park that, actually, because it, it, it's an interesting line for, for later in our mm. chat. But um, I give people an opportunity to say, to almost identify themselves uh, according to a job. And the question is, if um, I was to ask you, what are you most proud of in your career? What's the job you're most proud of? That's a nice question. What might that be? But thank you, thank you, no one has said that. <laughs> That's a really nice question, because you go, what did I do a good job on? And yeah, exactly that, or what, you know, what, did, what felt like a massive achievement. But that's a good way of putting it, what do you identify with? Um, I would identify with um, my work at the National. Uh, I would identify with the very first job that I got, which was Harper Regan, and then I would identify with Earthquakes in London, which was by Mike Bartlett. Because they were just... I really felt like they were plays that were railing against the world politically and emotionally, and the characters I was playing were... Oh, they were just angry girls, and... Sometimes I feel a bit angry about how the world works, and it just articulated it. Um, so I'm really proud of those plays and my part in them. Do you find that acting on stage in particular gives voice to an angry Jess that doesn't necessarily get to speak out in day-to-day -day life? Yeah, definitely. Because... You don't strike me as someone who is very angry or at least no, I think outwardly very angry. I, will, I, think I, will, I think I've really chilled out. Um, but it was about politics and it was about... Um, England, class structure, government, things that you don't really get to talk about as an actor. Um, and I felt like those plays were really nailing it. And uh, it was very, not relaxing, but I guess to have someone else's words, I've always loved to interpret. I think we're interpreters and, and, uh, and I was just on side with those guys and still am. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because not many people know about that side of my career, I don't think. It's much more telly now, which is brilliant. And, but people would definitely associate me with Call the Midwife, which is a very... Well, once your face is on a DVD yeah. box set, it's kind of difficult. That's it, yeah. yeah. Which is a very like warm character. And I'm really happy to be associated with that, but... Oh, I was doing so much before that as well. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, moving forward then, uh, it's kind of a sidestep in a way. Um, have you ever thought about, this is, I mean, it's early to ask this question, I suppose, but do you, have you ever thought about what you might do if you weren't acting? Um, well, I, when I wasn't acting before I got TV, I was always in a, working in a pub or waitressing and doing that kind of thing. Um, Honestly, I haven't had to think about it because the last seven years it's been pretty constant. Um, the, the, the scariest time was just before when you came to interview Tom and, uh, you know, I'd been out of work since Christmas. So that's to now, so that's like four months. Um, and that, that, was, that was really scary. And I understand that's not very long, but... Um, I was 
kind of scared. I just was confused because there didn't seem to be many auditions and I really thought there'd be loads and it, it was a quiet time of year and I've spoken to other people and it was so for everyone but also I, I had I thought oh god um, I'm, I'm 32 oh god is that what happens when you turn 30 and you're an actress <laughs> and uh, that, that creeping thing definitely going okay I'm getting older which is not old at all but what I found hardest about it was the day-to-day waking up with not much to do I really thrive when I'm really busy I'm often manically busy and I had been manically busy last year all year and suddenly I find that hard I find the imbalance of whether you're working and not working that's quite hard to deal with and also, I was on the telly a lot. So if I went out, people would be like, ooh, what are you up to? You, like, you must be so busy. <laughs> yeah, that's like, nothing. <laughs> Do you get uh, nervous about a job after you've gotten it? Do you, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, is there not a self-doubt's too strong, but is there a kind of a sense of, oh, God, I've got this now, I have to actually deliver the goods? Yeah. Uh, it's always that moment when you get the phone call and you get it, and it's brilliant. And then for five minutes, yeah. And then you're like, oh Christ, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I've got that now. <laughs> I'm really worried. <laughs> Do you have any uh, batting memories of auditions that have gone particularly bad, or when auditions go bad, what kind of things have happened? Mm. I yeah, mean, um, the things you probably have tried to forget until this moment. I'm trying to dig up oh the painful, painful memories. Um. I mean, one funny one, it was the first audition ever, and it was with a really lovely Nina Gold, who is a big deal. And um, I was still at drama school, and I had this audition for this huge part. And it was not, it's not even anything bad, I'm not even ashamed of it. Oh dear, that's Tom. Just an interruption from me here this week. I'm telling you uh, about a couple of things. Firstly, the Honest Actors Survey, which, if you haven't done already, is a completely anonymous survey, about 15 questions, based on the types of questions I ask in the interviews. Should take no more than about four or five minutes to complete, and you can get it on the website, www.inanything.com, on the main page, or on any of the pages. Just click the box that says, Take the Survey. Also, just to let you know uh, that I'm very pleased to be taking part in Surviving Actors in February. Myself and Denise Goff will be doing a session on Saturday the 6th of February uh, at 4.30pm. There's more information about that and how to book it on survivingactors.com. That's it really for now. I suppose I should get back to the interview. We were momentarily interrupted by the arrival of organic shopping and (laughs) uh, a box of wine. Which is a lot fancier than it sounds actually. Um, (laughs) But we were talking. And not normal, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Putting on a very good show. If you could come in about 12 yeah. with some organic oranges, that would look really good. And then Jonathan mentioned it, and we'll come across really well. Um, so you were talking about an audition for uh, The Lovely Nina Gold. Yeah. And yeah, and um, so it was, a, it was a really big main part. And I walked in and I'd printed off the entire series of this, of this like 12 parter just because I thought that's what you had to do. And I was like, oh, it's quite a lot of paper. And I walked in and, had, and they were like, okay, so we're going to go episode two, scene 15. I thought, oh, hold on. <laughs> it, should, oh, it was awful. It was like a lot of silence and a lot of like, what does she do? Um, 
Well, they probably liked the fact that you'd taken it I was it very green, yeah. I was very green. Um, what other auditions? Uh, just terrible ones where you kind of are inexplicably nervous. And it's not even that you really want it, but... I think they get harder and harder as you... I was going to say, do they get easier? No. No. Uh, uh. What about it gets harder? Is it just about the sheer volume of I stuff you've got to learn? Or? Uh, um, I feel like people... I feel like a weight of expectation as well because it felt like they've probably seen me do some stuff and I want to prove that I can do this. And um, and I, I'm sometimes really in control of my nerves and sometimes not. And if I'm not, then it's just not very nice for anyone in the room. <laughs> some, sometimes... And, and also, it's not... Um, it doesn't go with how much effort you put in. And I try and put in loads of effort, but sometimes I've worked so hard on something. Really, 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 you know, rinse the lines, the lines are down, I'm in, I'm, I'm, and, and you don't get it. And, uh, and then sometimes maybe I'm like, this is impossible, I'm not going to get this job. It's like the Rada audition, actually, where you go, oh, I'm not going to get this. And then I get it. You just go in and do your thing? Yeah, and that's a, probably a massive lesson there. Don't prepare. <laughs> or go in with a defeatist attitude. Just, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm struggling to see what the advice is there. Yeah, I know, so go in with I. a defeatist attitude uh, and kind of don't care. Aww. The less you care, the better. Is the, is the there lesson. is something in that. There is something in that. Like, I feel like if you feel like it's life or death every time you go into, into an audition, it's probably not going to serve you very well. And do, you write, do, you, do you walk away from auditions and just put them... Put them in the past. Or I've do gotten you, better at do that. You hang on, you know. If I don't hear by Friday, oh, I haven't heard by Friday. Maybe, maybe they're going to take the weekend. No, uh, I've oh. really gotten really good at letting them go, and trying it, trying not to think about it. And um, if you get a phone call about it, that's great. But kind of getting on with other things. I just because the horrible thing about acting is when you get a, an audition, you imagine the life of the job as much as the job. So you're like, oh, so I'll be going to Yorkshire for this or, you know. And, uh, and then you go into the room and do the thing and then you just have to let it go, which is, that's, that's hard. But I've gotten better at it. Um, you talked earlier, very earlier, much earlier, very earlier. Brilliant. <laughs> Actor for hire. Uh, can't speak <laughs> the English language very well. I got those accents. Um, <laughs> uh, you talked a little bit about luck earlier and things aligning. Um, you obviously believe that luck plays a part in the business. Do you think it's played a part in your career? Uh, uh, yeah, I do, I do. Um, but I'm also... I also work hard. And I also think uh, I've got a talent. But you sound so terribly arrogant whenever you say that. And you sound really actor knobby kind of thing well it, and also with women actually as well I always think if you've got it's just really really easy to go oh I'm just so lucky I just you know it's nothing to do with me I'm just luck there is definitely an element of luck I'm not denying that at all and it's slightly disingenuous because I know I am lucky but I definitely really work, really, really, really work hard. Well, have you been unlucky then at points? Do you feel like at points you've been unfairly overlooked? Do you think at points you've went, oh, yeah, that, that should have been mine? There are jobs that I'm like, oh, I could have I done that, and they got it wrong. Um, definitely. Definitely. Uh, 
recently as well yeah. <laughs> and not so recently but um, but it's not what are you going to do like sit and get bitter about it for, yes. for the next 18 yes, years yes that sounds like a plan <laughs> let's do it you've got to let it go you ha- luck or not luck you have had a wonderful run of work um, f- for as you say I think seven years mm. um, do you uh do you still find certain elements difficult? I mean, you've identified a couple, i.e., you know, auditions, yeah. um, things like that. If I was to say, what's the most difficult thing for you about being an actor? Not about acting, but about being an um, actor. What, what kind of things might be in the running? Confidence. Maintaining confidence? Yeah. Because you will always be rejected for something. and That's interesting because obviously playing devil's advocate from the outside in, and this is always the case with actors, from the outside in, you think, well, what have you not got to be confident about? Yeah. What, is it, what are the things that still affect your confidence? Oh, that's really hard. Um, the knockbacks are really hard, but I kind of deal with them sometimes by a kind of right I'm going to show you attitude and get something else which is probably a little bit unhealthy but so the, but the knockbacks are really hard um, I find difficult the especially since being on the telly the public perception of you of one um, I find that weirdly uh, what's the word it's not in my control at all so the framing of me in the public I mostly people are nice to you um, but you know everyone's got an opinion and everyone should have an opinion but it's like you can get exhausted with other people's opinions sometimes they should keep those opinions <laughs> to themselves <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and critics critics knock your confidence um, so if those are the hardest things about being an actor what are the hard things you still find about but acting, do you still find certain elements of the process difficult? I find acting. It's, this is not hugely, a hard. You learn your lines question. No, no. <laughs> I, I find it actually a relief when I'm acting. I find acting is the easy bit. I'm like, oh yes, <laughs> this not bit an audition. I, this bit I can do. I know this bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not an audition. You just, it's just plain and simple. Your job is to do this. It, it's hard when. Um, what I find hard about acting is are when rewrites come quite late and um, what can happen, especially in a long-running series, not naming any names, but your character goes way off um, to what you thought it, it, she was. Uh, and and, what, I find and that, what you were playing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I find that really difficult. And it only really happens in a long-running series because the beauty of a piece of theatre or a one-off telly or a film is you've got your journey. You've got your end point more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's the part of the job that I find really hard. Yeah. Um, here, this kind of is, is a, moving on to, I suppose, looking forward, because a lot of this is about looking back and processing what you've been through and how you feel about things. But um, when you look at other actors out there, uh, do you look at, is there anyone in particular you look at and think, that's the kind of actor I'd like to be, that's the kind of career I'd like to have? Now, who are your acting heroes now? Um, 
I've got two men in my head actually. Um, I love Kieran Hines. Uh, I did a tiny part in Women in Black, and he and we happened to sort of hang out for all night on a night shoot once, and I just loved him. <clears throat> and I've seen him in theatre, and he's just one of the most incredible actors. He pops up in everything and is magnificent in everything. I, I really appreciate those actors, and uh, also Mark Strong, I think, is phenomenal. Um, and again, is one Similar, of those yeah. actors that pops up in everything and is <laughs> excellent, in <laughs> faultless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is that, is that Mark Strong? Is he in Zero Dark Thirty? I'm like, what's he doing? So that, is that what you hope for in your career? Is to be one of those actors that pops up, and and maybe maybe part of the attraction of say Mark Strong or Karen Hines is if I said either of those names to my family who aren't in really to theatre or film much they would go who mm. and then I would explain they go oh yeah that guy's great yeah is that the kind of actor you hope to be yeah my always my aim as soon as I got into RADA RADA the RADA oh, um, it was always like I just want to be respected within the industry and I kind of that was my mantra for myself and I think it was actually a really good mantra because that's what's really important to me. I want the producers, I want the directors, I want other actors to Karen go. Karen Hines, you want Karen Hines to go. She's, she's wicked. <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh, she's good. But I think those kind of careers that Mark Strong and Kieran Hines have are less likely for women. Why? I hate to say it. Well, uh, why do you think that? Because you're, um, they've both got like amazing faces, really characterful, really handsome in my opinion. Um, faces and and vibes. I don't know how to say it, but I think you're more um, is is more boring for women. It's like uh, are you gonna fit into this? What, what our idea of what this is? Okay, yeah, you know that. And I feel like oh, I really want to do characters. I really really want to. I mean, one of my favourite parts I've ever done was Jane Watchford in Wolf Hall because she was just this mean, pinched, you know, woman. And it was just so fun to do that and not be this pretty, pretty thing that sometimes, you you know... Obviously, there are amazing female character actors and actresses out there, but you're kind of put somewhere else as a lady in acting. Do you think that's changing? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. And I also think actresses kind of have a responsibility to... Um, if, if every actress turned down a part that was really boring... I mean, I know it's an impossible uh, <laughs> um, dream, but, you know, you kind of have a responsibility to go, this isn't real or this isn't interesting enough. Uh, I can't do anything with this because there's nothing there. I think you have a little bit of a responsibility to to say that, but obviously you also have to pay the rent. So it's really a really hard uh, dynamic. What projects have you watched as an audience, stage or screen, and thought, "Oh, I wish I'd been in that." Wow! Oh my God! Uh, Veep! Oh, brilliant! I'd love to be in Veep. So there you go, it's out there now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who listens to this, nobody. Uh, me and you will listen to this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what is the best thing about being an actor? Still. Um, 
getting to go into different worlds, I think, and um, learning about different lives. I think that's the best and total a total privilege. And um, happened to I don't know how, but have played a few real women who actually existed, and that's quite a responsibility, but also. Oh, you just realise how amazing human beings can be nailing it with someone in the scene at the time. Um, if you were to go back to that young graduate and you could somehow walk up and stand beside her at a bar in a disguise so she wouldn't recognise you, because you know that's very dangerous from mm, back to the future. Absolutely. You never meet your past self. Uh, but if you could somehow go in with a really bad Groucho Marx kind of glasses and nose on. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. What advice would you sneakily offer to her to make the uh, following years a little bit easier? Maybe to shortcut some of the mistakes? What is the benefit of hindsight? What is the value of that? I'd say be more confident. And I'd say go into an audition room on a level with the other person because although it massively doesn't feel like it, especially when you are very new to acting and not in a cocky way, if you're going to work with that person you need to be on the same page. So it's not, like, it's not that you're interviewing them, but it is a conversation, it's not an interview. Um, yeah, I'd say that. Um, have you been given advice in your career about anyone else that's stuck with you? Has anyone ever pulled you to the side? Or maybe just accidentally yeah, said God. something and you went, oh. Yeah, uh, an actress very recently and uh, an actress in her 50s really told me to save my money because it will stop. The work will stop when you get to a certain age. And that was really scary. Oh God, it was terrifying. But I kind of, I'm not, I'm not that frivolous with money anyway. So I was like, okay. But the idea of, I don't know. Those, oh. are, those organic oranges don't come cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna be organic for long. <laughs> but you know, I was like, oh, but yeah, well, that was that was that was quite scary. Um, and I hope won't happen because I really am in it for the long game. Um, that's quite a negative one. What else? <laughs> Put money away. One of the things comes uh, the survey that's on the website. One of the things that comes through quite a lot is learn bookkeeping, basic bookkeeping, basic bookkeeping, basic basic bookkeeping. Actor for hire. I can uh, bake. Basic. I can book, bake. Basic bookkeeping, baking. Uh, you know, learn how to do your accounts. Uh, no, put, I don't. Put money away. These mm. things come up from people in their forties and fifties when mm. they fill in the survey, and it's fascinating because it seems to make so much sense. It seems so obvious, mm. but of course. One of the things about having a fluctuating income is you either put money away and try to give yourself a regular lifestyle, yeah. or you have a fluctuating quality of life, yeah. which I find quite attractive sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. doing well. I should be good to myself. I'm not doing well. I yeah. should scrimp. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Stop buying stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, and go with Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Move everything from saved for later back up into the oh. basket. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> I know, I don't mind scrimping, I definitely don't, but I'm trying to think of nice advice, nice advice. Um, yeah, no, what I said was good. Be on a level, be on a level and know your worth. And also, 
uh, it's actually quite a good place to be and you don't realise it when you have no profile because there are a lot of jobs that I missed out on because I didn't have a profile I know I got really close but actually your currency is quite high if you don't have a profile and uh, you should know that that's interesting yeah because no you could surprise everyone you could be incredible and there's no expectation and I think that's a really strong place to come from so know that bonus question yep are you in anything at the minute? Yeah, I'm about to be. I'm about to start work on something. That's no. Hmm? Oh, so right now? No. No, no. But that's good. That's, that's the kind of answer I give. I'm about to be. Yes, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I hope it hasn't been too traumatic. Thank you. And that's it for the next fortnight. Well, that's it for 2015, actually. The next episode, episode nine, will be with you on the 4th of January, 2016. Until then, I'll be putting out guest blog content at www.inanything.com forward slash blog, including two articles by Katie Ellen Salt, who you'll remember wrote a cracking article a few weeks ago called 10 Things I've Learned Since Graduating. So two more from her between now and the next episode. If you're interested in adding your own voice to the ongoing conversations that are on the blog, you can find out more about how to do that at anything.com forward slash writing. That's all for now. Uh, all that remains for me to say is have an absolutely cracking Christmas. Uh, and if you'd like to leave me a Christmas present, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Wouldn't it be amazing if we got to 100 by the new year? Anyway, have a great Christmas. Speak to you soon. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 